0: when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. We are recording now according to this. Hi, Greg. How are you?
1: Sorry, My mouth was full. That's okay. I'm going to fill my mouth with coffee. <laughs> I like your shins cup. Is that what that said? Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> we have a song. Saw- I saw it. I saw the INS. After I saw the Shins for the very first time live, mm-hmm. it was at, uh, <laughs> you know, some uh, All Tomorrow's Parties <laughs> in yeah. uh, Minehead or, or something. Yeah, in yeah. England. Um, I saw them play, and it was so beautiful and inspiring to me. That I immediately, when I should have been on my way to whatever the next, you know, incredibly hip band was um, on the next stage, I instead ran back to my (laughs) chalet, they called them. That's right. Chalet just means a tiny falling apart dormitory room um, and immediately wrote a song that ended up being... um, It's called uh, Running Thoughts. It's on our record, um, um, The Runner's Four. I think it's track two. Yes, I know that song. Really? Maybe it's track three. I think it's track three. Yeah, that melody. I wrote that melody after hearing The Shins because I was like, this person writes the best melodies ever, and I want to write the second best melody ever. (laughs) I think you
0: did. (laughs) Thanks. You guys should try to do a duet.
1: Okay. Sign me up. Where are you? A little place we call Mount Washington, Los Angeles. Oh, I didn't know. And that. I will say, yeah, I moved <clears throat> to Los Angeles um maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. Um and I've really loved it a lot. And uh <laughs> I, when lockdown hit, I mean, as we all remember, it was very sudden. And yeah. uh it was kind of like do or die. Do I move in with my partner or not? Because if I don't, I might not see them for who knows how long. Right. And uh, if I do, we might be at each other's throats, you know, after a few weeks. Um, <laughs> and we'd only been dating. I mean, we, you know, and for a few months and we, we, um, you know, had not tried living together or much of anything resembling living together and. And so it was a big uh, decision, but we're both like, yeah, Yeah. we're going to do it. And so we did it, and I, it has gone really well. But the reality is, it's like you just don't know how you're going to perform under pressure until Mm -hmm. the actual pressure hits. You can imagine anything you want. And (laughs) I think it's been a neat chance to, you know, discover something that, each of us is made of that we might not have otherwise discovered.
0: That's nice. I have a friend who did the opposite. They made made the decision not to move in with each other, and uh, it's up in the air now. Really ambiguous because they don't know when they'll see each other again. They don't know what this all means, etc.
1: Two things I'll say about Mount Washington. One, (laughs) Five days ago, <laughs> July 4th, looking out over miles and miles of Los Angeles. I was treated not to, you know, wow, a good 15 minutes of of like <laughs> seeing some fireworks show off in the distance. It started well before the sunset and ended. Mm-hmm. I, I gave up at three in the morning and went to sleep. And it was like grand finale level. As far as the eye could see, in every direction, nonstop for all of those hours. So loud. And I mean, you know, you're a drummer. It's like, I mean, some people hate that sound and some people love that sound. And for better or worse, I fall into the latter category.
0: I thought that it was possible that we were going to see less fireworks this year. Oh, oh my God. There was a sentiment floating around of um, maybe 4th of July isn't for everyone. And maybe it doesn't mean freedom after all. Maybe let's not celebrate this year. And I assumed, hey, it's possible maybe there'll be less fireworks this year. Right. And from what I hear (laughs) and from what I saw, it seems like there were more than ever.
1: There were more than ever. And it did not feel patriotic because they were illegal. At least here they were illegal. And it's like, since, you know, day one of Black Lives Matter protesting, that there has been this, my interpretation, maybe, has been that there's been this, uh, you know, among the many, many, many things uh, that are happening in that narrative and in this, like, awakening, among them is this thing of realizing that you really can... You can wear down the police and you can wear down the government. You can wear down politicians. And many, if not all, of the ways that we've been (laughs) taught were the proper channels and, you know, correct uh, decorum ways to wear them down, (laughs) you know. Like, I mean, here in L.A., it's like, you know, years and years of people petitioning and and going to school board or, or or city council meetings trying to reduce the amount of cops in public school and it never had any effect it and it was and in fact it, the, the amount of cops in schools just kept going up and the amount that they yeah. got paid kept going up and the the budget for whatever their weapons were kept going up and then it was like a week of, like, Wendy's uh, windows getting smashed, and it was like, okay, we're taking the cops yeah. out.
0: <laughs> right. The system can be changed. I was going to ask you specifically, you know, there's a lot of things that have come out of this um, yeah. as a result of Black Lives Matter and the social injustice protest, yeah. and I was going to ask you specifically what was important to you. I know there's a lot of things, mm-hmm. but that oh, you man. kind of answered it before I asked you, you know. <laughs> but, but there's been a couple... By sort of you know we're taking down statues, Confederate statues. Um, As you said, the police are being defunded like that. You know, yeah. Historically speaking, that happened pretty quick. That's a very (laughs)
1: point. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. How long has how long have there been calls for those statues to be removed? And it's I mean it's really, I mean yeah the the irony among our masters that were meant to feel sorry for the statues that are coming down right. <laughs> or the estate the you know the the, the descendants of oñate or the <laughs> descendants of christopher columbus or something or the right. or the, the descendants of like uh, you know confederate uh, generals and stuff um, but not feel literal love for the human race you know that's the <laughs> That was my takeaway from protesting, and I didn't quite know what to expect. I just wanted to participate. But anyways, yeah. I went down there, and and uh, one of the things that I did immediately feel was a kind of, if not comfort, at least a, a feeling of, uh, of belonging that really was different from a feeling of belonging that... That I can remember having much ever. Um, (laughs) And it dawned on me how strange it was that the feeling that I'm having right now is so rare in our culture. And that feeling is that even though I'm here with hundreds of people and they're all total strangers, I know something about them. And that is that I know that they and I share the same value, we share the same principle that life is valuable and that, you know, black lives are valuable. and everybody there could feel that we all were feeling some very, very related kind of feeling. And uh, I mean, two different police cars were torched right in front of me. You know, it was really, I mean, it was definitely not without <laughs> the fear element coming from the police, both police cars I feel very sure were planted as bait because they were kind of like crusty old, you know, kind of crappy looking police cars. And then they were unattended and and placed right in the path of the march. (laughs) So that, you know, as a kind of bait for people to start throwing stuff at it and maybe set it on fire. And that happened twice. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, then out of nowhere, magically, this line of police appears, you know, with batons and guns pointed at your face and uh, good God and, um, and I, I definitely left left the experience and then continuing to watch it um, on lots of videos around the country, it just across the board, it seemed like yes, there were riots and they were always started by the police. The mm-hmm. police were the ones who, if there was insufficient violence, then they would need to stir it up because it becomes retroactive justification for why they exist, why they're so heavily militarized, or why they're so heavily armed. <laughs> it's the bully's strategy. It's like keep bugging your victim mm-hmm. until they finally give even the tiniest expression that they're fighting back Other ironies having to do with these tearing down of statues is that the that the those who object to their claim is that but that's history. How dare you? And meanwhile, mm-hmm. those of us who are overjoyed to and 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 many are are more overjoyed even than I am. You know because I don't live near a Confederate statue. I don't live under the gaze of a Confederate statue day in day out as a member of an oppressed. Uh, race or demographic, you know, in in the city that I live. And so, like, it's not anywhere near as dramatic for me as I imagine it would be <laughs> for someone who is finally being afforded the chance to remove that gaze. But <laughs> what is also happening simultaneously with some corny statues being uh, torn down is, I mean... Is social media blowing up with, you guessed it, history and mm-hmm. blowing up with levels of, of spreading of knowledge that has been suppressed in many cases, decades, generations, suddenly names like Angela Davis are appearing right. everywhere and everybody is quoting Angela Davis. And I guess to answer your question, I feel... <laughs> strangely swept up in a human narrative right now that I definitely would not be able to honestly sum up as just bad news, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bad news and and catastrophes are, are part of (laughs) very much a part of what we're all experiencing. But I might think that I'm going to go read a light book about, you know Mozart. Like I just finished <laughs> reading some Mozart biography that I picked up for two dollars at a at a thrift store. You know, like last year or something. <laughs> the point is, I might think that I'm distracting myself from quarantine or distracting myself from current events. I feel more than ever unre- un- unable to read a book or even listen to a piece of music without it resonating and connecting to (laughs) a bigger picture that we're living Mm -hmm. through. And as much as the dominant media would (laughs) kind of gets their ratings more or less from presenting isolated calamities, (laughs) I think it's getting harder and harder to see... (laughs) the unfolding of events as isolated episodes and and it's getting harder to <laughs> miss the fact that an argument happening in the culture about fascism versus democracy and then another argument between healthcare as a human right versus healthcare is something that we're going to have as a for-profit model <laughs> Um, and having having those arguments be in the mainstream for the first time, you know, and uh, and and you know, socialism versus capitalism is suddenly a, a conversation that in the past few years you, one is allowed to have, you know, yeah. <laughs> in the mainstream. <laughs> and then the pandemic hits, and it exposes. <laughs> What is a fascist response versus what is a democratic response? And the whole world is watching and nobody is missing the fact that the countries that had, um, you know, certain principles in place uh, about valuing the lives of their own citizens, in many cases, have more or less ended coronavirus in their country. Other countries where optics were more important short-term optics or embarrassment or pride or shyness about wearing ma- uh, masks or you know whatever <laughs> or just incompetence or having removed the <laughs> the pandemic department from your federal government you know mm-hmm. stuff like that um or or where where <laughs> there's a crisis in media and a crisis in in trust of the media and a crisis in trust in in government institutions like has produced the result that we have here (laughs) where it's like i was like supposed to go to europe like actually next month like in a couple weeks to do this big beethoven concert (laughs) it's like americans are like verboten you know
0: yeah
1: (laughs) we're the we're the play gritten you know bad guys of the world now and (laughs) um, well that's that's funny the other day
0: during um, i woke up Early in the morning on the third of July. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really realize it was the third of July and I had this thought. Maybe I wonder if it's time. I don't want to abandon the fight. Right. <laughs> but I Is might want I want might want my child to live outside of a lying culture, etc. Yeah. Um I'm having these quick thoughts. Yeah. I'm laying in bed. I pick <laughs> up my phone. I'm thinking semi-consciously europe seems the most obvious (laughs) i pick up my phone you know
1: that was the day and
0: the thought is okay yeah maybe europe i wonder what country i have a couple friends in holland blah 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 and then i pick up the phone and immediately see a piece of news that's like oh right americans can't go to europe right now (laughs) then i think then i start getting desperate <laughs> and this is all. This is all within my mind in yeah. about you know two minutes. Right. And I start going, okay, England, England. I actually look it up. It's like, okay, yeah. Americans can currently go to England. They yeah. just have to quarantine for two weeks. Exactly. Piece of cake. And then again, I'm doing having this mild panic in my own head, and I'm like, tomorrow, we're going to move tomorrow. Then I realize it is moving to the UK on the Fourth of July is a big fuck you to America. But I had I a mean, yes. serious thought
1: for a little bit. These are the thoughts. I mean, particularly for someone like you and me who has who has traveled a lot and seen the world, and like, oh, you know, this place isn't so bad. You know, yeah, I, know. I mean, actually, you know, this country over here, like, healthcare, you know, sure would be neat. Uh, and you were mentioning your kid. It's like, oh, well, I could move. My partner could get uh, maternity leave for like six months a year, two years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it yep. paid you know and uh yep. like a civilized country you know uh exactly and uh <laughs> i mean going on tour in a in a rock band has been my education about planet earth to such a degree i was never a kid who <laughs> had like a travel bug or anything and i never thought i was going to be someone who traveled the world, but it just happened because of Deerhof and, and like, I mean, one thing that you and I have to admit <laughs> to ourselves is that we do have a kind of a great advantage that the average tourist might not have, which is <laughs> a lot of the people we're meeting are at our own concert. <laughs> That's
0: right. They
1: already like you yeah. and they already yeah. have a Real reason said. that they want to be your friend. So yeah <laughs> it may be it's not as difficult as it would otherwise be but that's true um
0: and also for me i think traveling and having a job yeah you know there's something about it versus being a tour tourist. Yes. which i haven't been much of a tourist in the last five years <laughs> not at all i love traveling and i've seen a lot of things but when i have been a tourist it's a little stressful oh yeah you know? no so, exactly what do i
1: do yeah. No sound check? <laughs> Wait, I got go no to go see the Eiffel Tower? I just want to go gotta... see the inside of this dark rock club that looks the same <laughs> as what it looks like in Seattle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a really funny life, and and I have to say, as much as, like, <laughs> you know, I've gotten very used to it over the years. Boy, I mean... I would I forget which city I'm supposed to be in today. Probably Seattle. Um uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we had June, July, August, September, October X'd off the calendar for tour. Future Teenage yeah. Cave Artists Tour. You know, our most yeah. recent album. And it's like I found myself starting to appreciate touring on levels that I think I hadn't. It's not just that I miss playing. It's not just that I miss my. My friends, my bandmates, you know, um, <laughs> it's not just that I miss the feeling of of moving and, and being in new places every day. Yeah. It's like <laughs> because I haven't stopped trying to make music, but <laughs> when you're making music only by yourself, not just as like a, a solo musician, but but literally by yourself, I've got. My partner and two roommates to interact with for four months now. And when you're seeing people and you're on tour, a lot of what happens is random, unforeseeable. Just you get into weird conversations (laughs) that all somehow connect to each other. And they give Mm -hmm. you ideas. Like if I sit down here in quarantine in my little closet and say... I'm going to write a piece of music now. Hmm. You know, and I, I scratch my chin and, <laughs> and say, what should I write my piece about? And, and it's sort of like the shining. I think of the shining. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, <laughs> you'd think that like total isolation and peace and quiet would be the perfect environment for creative work, you know? And it's like, no nope. that's the perfect in- environment mm-hmm. to go insane and and to without input and without the the random silliness yeah. that happens when human beings try to interact with each other and they misunderstand each other and they <laughs> they can't hear each other because the background music's too loud at the club or you know it's like <laughs> exactly
0: yeah
1: <laughs> And it's like, oh, what's that shirt, you know? And it's just random conversations. Those end up becoming the piece of music you write. And when you That's don't right. have it, your piece just becomes all work and no play, You know, makes Jack a doll boy, you know, it's, it's, it's empty. <laughs> and you're trying to figure out where do I fit in? And, and like, what should, asking the same question you're asking, what should I do? What's the most useful thing I can do right now? I'm stuck at home. I can't. The one thing that I ever taught myself how to do, I'm not. I'm no good at woodshop. I can play the dang drums. You know, it's the one thing that yeah. I know how to do, and I can't do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, how do you make yourself useful? And, um, yeah, I'm really happy to report that the obvious answer is uh, to do podcasts. Do podcasts. <laughs>
0: um
1: Hey, let's, I want to, uh, because
0: we, none of us get to see you guys play Future Teenage. uh, Do you call it Future Teenage? (laughs)
1: Yeah, I call it Cave Artists. When I get, when I get, when my tongue gets tired, I just say Cave Artists.
0: Because right now, a lot of people aren't going to be able to see Future Teenage Cave Artists (laughs) being performed. True. Um, I want to play a song. I want to play You Saddle
1: Babes. (laughs) We've gotten a lot of really, really incredibly gratifying response to this record and to the song. And I just sometimes, (laughs) you know, have to sort of like pinch myself that somehow we still have a career. I mean, it's, it's staggering to imagine (laughs) that we've still been able to put out records and we still have a, some support system. And especially at a time like now, I really don't take it for granted. All right, let's play it. Here it goes.
0: that tune it's my favorite one on the
1: record thanks that yeah uh, one thing i really want to want to talk about is uh you know even though the people on the listening podcast are not seeing what we're seeing i'm seeing video of you and your hair is really short and i'm wondering when or where you got a haircut because mine is getting so long and i'm feeling self-conscious like i'm always brushing it out of my eyes and stuff And i'm trying to figure out (laughs) i cut it myself you just did it yourself yeah How do you get the back? Or you have mullet?
0: Enough passes and you can get
1: it. You do it with the razor, the shaver. Yeah. With the attachment. Yes. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I'm really happy you like that song. Thanks for playing it. Yeah, Um, I love it. That song actually, it's funny because part of that song was to illustrate the, the story. I made up those lyrics thinking of the story that I was telling earlier that Ed tells sometimes about how, you know every marlboro man you know self-styled self-appointed marlboro man thinks he's going to be some cowboy you know thinks he's going to be some <laughs> hero in a pinch you know and uh you know <laughs> we're in a pinch we've got yeah. we've got various pinches right now <laughs> you know uh, the the species is in great danger of being terminated by by multiple possible things including <laughs> nuclear warfare, including, you know, pandemics and including climate change or including just, you know, people not being able to feed themselves or find water, you know, and the the, the wealth being so <laughs> hoarded by a few that no one else can survive. And so are the, who's who are the cowboys stepping in? Who are the macho men who are going to come in and fix everything for us? You know, where are they? They're not doing it, you know. So the title is like, it seems like you're – Sort of of like a flirtatious uh, rap, you know, uh, to like, uh, you know, you're like calling out to some, uh, (laughs) you know, some 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 babe on a on a on a horse or something like that, like trying to (laughs) get their attention or something. But I also was when we made up the title, we were thinking like you are saddling children with your problems, the problems that Mm -hmm. you created. (laughs) baby boomers you're gonna die soon and leave the rest of us to solve these problems that you won't face and you refuse to back down in fact you only want to accelerate them (laughs) if we figured out that it's fossil fuels that's doing us in well guess what we're gonna do we're gonna drill for more and that bailout money that's coming from your taxes that should be keeping everyone alive Guess what we're gonna give it to? Fossil fuel companies. And uh <laughs> we're gonna speed it up. And uh <laughs> it's bipartisan. It's like Obama's gonna speed it up, and then Trump's gonna speed it up, and then Biden's gonna speed it up, you know? Um <laughs> and so it's like it's saying you you're you're saddling us with with your mistakes, and we're yeah. gonna have to try and survive it. And how are we going to survive it? <laughs> wow. That's heavy. And real, the song's heavy. You know, it's meant to be heavy. Yeah, heavy rock.
0: Um, in the last week, let's say, has there been a song on repeat in your house or a record on repeat?
1: I, uh, I'm trying to work on a collaboration right now with, uh, do you know Serengeti? The, the, the like a uh, rapper from the Midwest. Um, we've toured with him a couple times. He's like become more of a friend over the years and. Anyway, we're working on something together, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to make some track for him right now. <laughs> Suddenly, I was in the shower a couple days ago, and and I realized something I really want to sample is one line from There's No Business Like Show Business, and uh, <laughs> it it's it's not just that it's on repeat in my house like I play it five times a day. It's like I'm looping, you know, over and over and over. And then I spent the day two days ago playing drums along with it the entire day. Like this is this one bar of there's no business like show business is so cemented into my head right now. That's funny. I haven't been playing drums. Have you? I have. I've been playing my kids' drums,
0: which sound pretty great. (laughs) You can do
1: it in your house?
0: I can do it in my house, but I've also been
1: traveling to my studio. Okay, you're smart. Nighttime. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad. I I really haven't been. And when I started to try and record some drums the other day, it was like at first very frustrating. I felt really rusty. And Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of many, many hours, I was like, I sound better now. (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah. Good. i was Good. like yeah. i was like i remember what this feels like I, I it was like i remembered my old self or something you know um it took me a little while to get back into it and i still haven't <laughs> been
0: i i want to do something new with this time <laughs> exactly with my that's the temptation. Self
1: and that's i haven't gotten traditional
0: there. grip something whatever
1: Hi hat, hat with the left hand and snare with the right <laughs> Um, hey, I'm,
0: I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go, but I have one question mm. for you before we go.
1: Wait, what's been I mean, on repeat in your house?
0: Um, what has been on repeat in my house? Probably just the whole "Run the Jewels" record. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I most. think that came out the same day as ours. That record has been great, and I've been going back to Fugazi.
1: I, dude, I've i made I freaked
0: a... out on Fugazi the other <laughs> night. I spent all night on Fugazi. <laughs>
1: I, last year, I wrote a piece. I took all of it in on the Killtaker yeah. and I arranged it for classical players For of this whole piece. Each song is played by a solo instrument. So it's like and Low is on flute and like, oh, you know, really? Great Cop is on violin, just violin yeah. solo. And it, it came out on a record in England maybe late last year. Um, not too many people have heard it, but the group that did it called Stargaze, they've just made video ver- during quarantine. They've made video versions of each of their solos <laughs> oh my and it's God. really I... funny and it's actually about to come out. I, I don't have a date for it yet, but sometime in the next month, I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Stargaze slash Greg Saunier version of In on the Killtaker by Fugazi is going to be coming out in this really funny series of, of videos. <laughs>
0: That's oh really God, funny. Wait.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wait. So, what was the last question? So, my last question
0: is, um, short of advice, but it can be <laughs> advice. Uh, what would you recommend for people to get through their day oh, yeah. right now? Or what do you do to get through your day?
1: <sighs> it is really hard to, to. Uh... One thing. One thing I think this has done is shown that everybody's different. Everybody's Mm -hmm. got different coping mechanisms. Mine has Mm -hmm. been to go frantic with work. And uh, I think that my advice maybe is to say that there are powers that profit off of encouraging you to feel that everything's going wrong. I'd like to encourage anyone listening to feel that they're actually on the right track, that we're on the right track. The changes that are happening need to happen. The things that we're uncomfortably facing in isolation and as a result of George Floyd um, incident are things that we had to face and the the way that we're looking at ourselves and the way that we're looking at who the real heroes in our culture are and always have been and who who are the elements who've always been painted as heroes but are actually useless um we've we've needed i mean many many people have already been living with that with that realization their whole lives and going back generations but in a mainstream way across the the 50 states you know there's a general there at the same time there's a lot of darkness there also feels like an awakening and i think that having your eyes opened can be frustrating and painful but you're on the right track and you're and owning your own shadow is part of thriving you know it's part of yeah. flourishing and if the human race is meant to flourish you know on this planet then facing the darkness is going to have to be one chapter of the story you know
0: all right well hey okay, man
1: <laughs> that and listen
0: to <laughs>
1: <laughs> run the jewels well,
0: well thanks for your time I <laughs> thank you
1: joe it. thanks so much for for t- chatting and and wanting to, to get in to touch you.
0: yeah you too good luck i will um hopefully see you in the next year somewhere yeah yeah West next Coast. year
1: i'll see you in seattle <laughs> Yeah, okay. See you around, man. All right, take it easy. Bye. Bye.